0: My name is Keith Welsh, and in this episode, we're going to talk about the divine mind. Uh, What is it? How do we get more of it? And how do we make it louder? But before I get into that, go to theinfinitesparkofbeing.com and click that about button. Read a little bit about me, see what I have to offer you. If you're interested in booking one on one time with me, maybe you want to talk about meditation, deepen your understanding of the mind, meditative practice. Uh, maybe thought transformation, restructuring, maybe there's something ruminating in the mind that you need to stop, Uh, maybe it's the past, maybe it's grief and loss, Uh, book that time with me through email or uh, through direct message on Instagram, Uh, that's where I'm the most active. If you're interested in me having, uh, do a, a workshop or a speaking engagement, your yoga school or somewhere else, again, reach out through email or direct message on Instagram. Uh, also on the website, you will see a button that says Patreon slash Donate. Uh, if you like this content, if you appreciate this content, you can go there and donate money through Patreon. I'm sorry, through PayPal or Venmo. Uh, if you're interested in Patreon, there is a $10 tier that allows you to take part in the first Wednesday of every month online gathering through Google Meet. Uh, we're bringing together a nice little community there, and we're having a lot of fun. Uh, If you'd like to check it out, but you don't necessarily want to subscribe to Patreon, you can do it one time, $20 through, again, PayPal or Venmo. Just be sure you get me your email address. Um, The new online store is up. I really like the designs. I spent some time on it. Um, I'm really happy with what I came up with, and there's more to come, Uh, so go check that out. That's a really great way of supporting me, and I really, really appreciate it. And, of course, the books. The third one is, as I always say, on its way, I promise. Okay, so the divine mind. Uh, some people consider it to be the higher self. Um, in psychology, it's usually referred to as superconscious mind or supra conscious mind. Um, the Quakers called it the still small voice within. Uh, if you've ever been to a Quaker church service, it's a lot of sitting and Listening to the Divine Mind. Um, Florence Scovel Shin, the author of The Game of Life and How to Play It, which is a really great book, um, pardon the horrible title, but um, she calls it the realm of good ideas. And what it is, um, it's the soul. It's the aspect of you that is most directly connected to that. And the way we hear it, let's say, for instance, you have a good idea. You're like, man, you know, I ought to to start going to the gym or I ought to start doing this thing or that thing or going to yoga or I should meditate more, whatever it is. Even if it's like just a project that you get kind of excited about it or a life change, and then the mind comes in and goes, no, 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 don't do that. That's dangerous. That's going to cost this and it's going to, you know... That initial thought, that good idea, that was the divine mind. That thing that stepped in, that was the conscious mind, or what some people call the carnal mind. Um, It's very fearful, and it's concerned with uh, surviving and thriving, Um, but in a very basic way. It's very animalistic in a lot of ways, Um, whereas the divine mind obviously is not. Um, That piece of you that is quiet and reasonable and it's usually there right before hopefully before the conscious mind steps in if you have access to it at all some people just don't yet Um, you know it's when you realize that you shouldn't be angry about something or you shouldn't really be hurt about something and, and maybe you have a thought like well they're probably just going through this that and then again this other piece steps in, which is the conscious mind, the carnal mind, that says, no, 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 fuck them, and fuck this, and da-da-da. And, and this wouldn't have happened if this hadn't happened, and da-da-da-da. All that fearful thinking is the conscious mind. The loving positivity is the divine mind. And we want more of that. Um, the Bhagavad Gita is a really great allegory for the divine mind and the conscious mind. Uh, Krishna, obviously... Um, uh, being the higher self, the divine mind, uh, and Arjuna obviously being the scared small self or the conscious mind, the carnal mind. Um, in the in the Gita, when Krishna says, the wise know me to be their own divine self, when he says, if you put your thoughts on me and focus only on me, I will arise within you. These are all allegory for dealing with the higher self. Um, I believe that when we read spiritual or religious texts, that is also us coming in contact with someone else's divine mind, someone else's, um, or the actual, they, something they had access to, right? Um, things like the Bhagavad Gita or um, the Ramayana, you know, there's, they always say they know who wrote it, but who knows, but either way, that person had access to their divine mind or the divine mind, and now they're sharing it with us. So the way consciousness works, what we are aware of or unaware of, um, when we read these things, it goes into our consciousness and it does make our divine mind louder. Um, It gives us more information to draw on, more information to pull from. Uh, There's things that, you know, the way I think and the way I feel about things to me is very normal. Uh, and then when I work with somebody and I say, well, you know, I'd say X, Y, Z, and they're like, well, I never thought of it that way. Wow, that's really interesting. And it's because their consciousness hasn't consumed all the things that I have. They haven't tapped into that divinity that we all have, that we all have access to. Um, I think the most important component to accessing it would be meditation. Um, becoming quiet enough to hear, quiet enough to hear the reasonable piece of you, the divine piece of you. Um, And when I say quiet enough, I mean, on one hand, yeah, shut up. Uh, On the other hand, to become inwardly quiet, right? To delve into a meditative practice that allows the divine mind to speak more because when we engage in meditation, we practice that thing, We teach the nervous system that it doesn't need to respond to every single thought that we have. Because remember, what's happening is the mind is reminding the body how to feel, then the body is reminding the mind what to think about. And they're both scared. They're both concerned with surviving and thriving, and they just start bouncing really bad ideas off of each other, right? So the divine mind is that piece of you that just knows with a capital K it's, it's the knowing, you know, and that's the thing that we are trying to access. And when we live more from that aspect of the mind, the divine mind, then the carnal mind, the conscious mind starts to change as well. Because remember, we change, our, our subconscious is the operating system. It's, it's a lot of it, I would call it our samskara or our, you know, that our karma kind of comes out of. Um... I know these things are really hard to put our finger on or going from Sanskrit into English, especially the way we talk now. But, you know, I, I feel that the subconscious is, are some scars. It's our deep psychological stuff, our personality. Um, but either way it's the operating system and it is manifesting the world around us. It is revealing it to us. It's showing it to us. Well, The conscious mind, that fearful small self, is only going to think in terms of the subconscious. Its fearful thinking is already playing in the subconscious. So we really have three minds, the divine, the conscious, and the subconscious. So when we spend more time up here in the divine mind, then it starts to change the conscious mind. And as it starts to change the conscious mind, the subconscious changes. And as the subconscious changes, our entire experience of the world changes. Our entire experience of love, of family, of friends, of food, it all changes. Um, and that's really what we're trying to do here, regardless of the system you're engaged in. There's always this, this thing of like, well, we're here to learn and figure out and remember, right? Every thing from you know, the Kabbalah to the, uh, the Christian Gnostics to Buddhism, it's all about remembering. You know, and um, remembering that you are innately good, innately divine, right? The old Judeo-Christian idea of you were a born sinner and that you're born dirty and, and you need to be cleaned. It's, I prefer the idea that you're born fine. It's okay. And over time, you know, nature and nurture and all these things, we develop what they call obscurations. If I'm looking out the window and we develop film over film and there's bird shit and a kid throws an egg at the window and there's paint splatters. And now I can't see through it and i got to get all that stuff off there so I can restore the window to its natural state, which is clear, clear, light mind. So the divine mind has trouble shining through all that stuff, shining through all the pain and the suffering and the trauma and the this and the that. So this process of the meditative practice is relaxing the body, teaching the body that it doesn't need to respond to everything the mind does, and that keeps us from feeling that tense, frantic need to do something about it. And when we get to that place of, well, I don't feel frantic, right, my body doesn't feel tight then I have enough space to go, okay, this thought here is strange. This, this thought never works. And this is how I always think about it. So I'm going to get rid of this one. I'm going to think about it this way. I read this thing once, and, and so I'm going to try this, right? And we often can't do that until the body slows down, right? Until the nervous system settles down. It's very hard to do. You know, it's like stubbing your toe and trying to be very rational and reasonable in that moment. It's very difficult, right? So the divine mind is you. That is, you could say that it's Atman. You could say that it's the soul, right? That these things come up and the soul's working through them. And the soul is trying to get through the organism. It's trying to alter the organism's reality so that the organism can work on the things that the soul needs to work on. But... You know, that frantic carnal mind tends to take over and make us frantic. So that Florence Scoville's Shin idea of it being the realm of good ideas, I really like that. Because I can't tell you how many times in my life I wanted to do something. And it's like, yeah, but what about, and then this could happen, and that could happen. I mean, what's the point? That We've all been there, you know? Um... You know, right now, uh, the reason this podcast is late is that um, I have a back injury. And, and, you know, once or twice a year, it it comes up and it reminds me that it's there. Um, and so I've, I've been in an immense amount of pain the last uh, handful of days here. Uh, and today I'm finally feeling uh, good, right? But that injury uh, kept me out of yoga for a long time. It kept me from running for a long time. It kept... You know, and that's understandable, but people do it all the time. Injured people with injuries like mine do it all the time. There's people that did uh, you know, get their whole disc replaced, you know, and then there's people that get scared and do other things. Um, and they're wired for that. And luckily I'm wired to do things the way I do things. Um but the divine mind is the one that goes, You can do this. You can do that. That would be really great, wouldn't it? That'd be awesome. But then the scared small self says, Well, you know, this could happen and that could happen. And, you know, and I I, I believe that I flared this up in yoga, if I'm really honest. Um, I was doing a, a back bend and, and I thought, Man, I'm, I'm really arching back here. Yeah, this is great. And, you know, Saw another ceiling tile and another one. It's like Man, this is awesome. And then uh, doing camel, I think it may. Have. Trying to do camel anyway. My my back has a, has um, it's tired. It's got some some problems. Not problems, but uh, things it has to work around. <laughs> um, but but I love doing yoga, and um, I can't wait to get back. It's been a couple days, so, but um that's it, you know, that, that PCU that's, you know, you know, I should, I should write a book. I mean, I'm on the third one. And I remember, you know, always wanting to do that. And, you know, thinking, well, I'm not an author. I can't write things like that, you know. And that's the fear, you know, there, because to be honest with you, you know, what's what's really wild is um, I've always been engaged in creative endeavors my whole life. But the infinite spark of being was the scariest. Um, and then deciding to show my face and and my name and da-da-da-da-da, it's, um, it's the scariest thing, right? Because that really exposes me, puts me up for judgment. Um and there's a piece of me that's very afraid of that, and there's a piece of me that goes, you know, it's okay. It doesn't matter. And that's the divine mind. You know, it's that, it's that, it's uh, the realm of, of good ideas, which I, I really like. Um, so by learning to, it, it, it reminds me of that Seneca quote that I'm sure I've shared before, that uh, we treat the body rigorously so that the mind will obey. Um, we in rigorously, I think, is a little subjective, but you know, when we engage in meditation, we are teaching the body to slow down. We are teaching We are training the nervous system to stop responding to everything, because that's the issue, right? Imagine you get the divine mind in the back, right? I, those of you that aren't watching on YouTube, <laughs> hand up. And then you've got um, you've got your uh, subconscious and your conscious mind. They're kind of up front and they're doing their thing, and the body and the mind are back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back. and the divine mind is just back here, like if you guys would just settle down, you know the you know, the divine mind is is more reasonable, I think and and I think at first it's it's it tells us things that we are afraid of and it tells us things that seem very hard to do, but i I don't believe it's the odd I think that when we first start listening, it's hard, but I think that once we become, um, accustomed to, uh, maybe we take that first step and we do something that we wouldn't normally do. And we take that chance and it works out. And when that happens, it teaches us that teaches the body that it's safe to listen to the divine mind because right now all those good ideas and all that stuff, that, that piece of you that says, Hey, there's no need to get angry here. There's don't don't send that text message, don't send that email. It's okay. It's scared, you know, because it never, it never does that. It always acts as if, so it it goes back to acting as if, if I act as if my frantic carnal conscious mind is right, then my body will act as if, I will act as if, and it will reinforce all those things. Well, if I act as if the divine mind is correct, I, Go towards that. I decide that those thoughts are the ones I'm going to engage in. Then everything follows suit. I start to then. Then once I begin acting as if that piece of me is the one that is correct, well, then the scared small self kind of settles down. And it starts to trust the divine mind. So, um, that's the divine mind. It's the voice of God. It's the higher self. It's Atman. It's super conscious. It's all of it, right? Um, and I invite you, if you've never read the Bhagavad Gita, to to read it and read it as the allegory of the higher self, and the, at least the conversations with Arjuna and Krishna. You know that that those that that's that's what he's kind of talking about. You know, um, yeah. And uh, a meditative practice wouldn't hurt either. So uh, go to theinfinitesparkbeans.com. Click the About button. Schedule something if you want through email or a direct message on Instagram. Please check out the new store. I'm really proud of some of the the new shirt designs and stuff. I got more stuff on the way, some yoga gear and some things. Um, And uh, again, the Patreon. We're having a good time. Uh, There's the gathering and there's the email I send out that uh, that I started doing that I really like. So, okay. Uh, That's it. Um, I love you. Get quiet and listen, goodbye.